Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858. It is the 2022 Birmingham Commonwealth Games are officially our most successful ever with 19 gold medals so far. How good! And a chance to bring up 50 altogether. No one will be suggesting this Kiwi team has underperformed in the slightest. Sarah Cowley Ross is a proud former Olympian and Commonwealth Games athlete herself and has been soaking it all in, all of that action, all of that good Kiwi action as she joins us this morning. Morena, Sarah. Uh, Morena. Morena, Morena. Hey, how how do we explain the success we're seeing? Well, I think it's, well, first of all, just huge congratulations to the 232 athletes that have represented New Zealand with just such incredible pride. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm, I mean, I'm tired from watching all those games. But how do you explain the success? I think um, people are hungry for it. They've dreamed a long time about this moment, and a lot of people have delivered. And that's a really, really cool thing for them. Hey, are you, are you um, surprised that there's been quite a spread of medals too, across, across like from the velodrome to the, to the track, um, Sarah, the, all these medals that we're getting? Oh, I thought we'd get, because Rio was like that, it was, we had our biggest, um, you know, our biggest medal tally, but it was across 10 different sports, and I thought, oh, maybe we'll get some, you know, the minor medals, Com Games is an opportunity to shine for some of these minor, um, well, unsupported sports, they're not minor sports, they're um, sports that don't usually get the spotlight, and so, but the, the, the breadth of um of where the medals have come from has been cool. And particularly for me, you know, those three judo medals, the wrestling medal to Tyler Ford, um, some of those ones possibly unexpected to the public, but to the athletes, um, really cool for them to have their moment. I guess it's the beauty of any games, Olympics or Commonwealth Games, is finding things that we didn't know we loved as sports fans. And, and that's just from the fans' perspective. But I imagine the athletes over there... Um, in the village, kind of as a team, Sarah, and when you were competing, did you feed off each other and the successes in sports you might not have known about as another athlete, but then seeing your teammate go out there and win a, a backdoor bronze or something like that, does that fill, fill you with extra energy? 
Oh, it does, and I think the whole team feeds off it. Um, you know, right from Hayden Wild Silver through to um, you know, last night Aaron Gate getting his fourth gold medal, which is just insane. Um, I think that people's energy uh, is is really, really a big thing to feed off, and I think that starts from when you enter the New Zealand team and you're welcomed in with our um, traditional welcoming um, um, protocols. Um, the team does potangata, our haka, you will have seen it on uh, social media, and also the way that people are operating. Oh, that's my alarm. Um <laughs> I had to set an alarm to make sure I was, like, up for you guys. <laughs> um, I think that uh, people feel just part of something bigger and they feel all these little sports that maybe are operating in silos, they come together, they're able to be together. And this has been quite a unique game in that we've had three main villages. Um, but bringing together for the team function when Joelle and Tom um, were named as our flag bearers um, was something pretty special, and I think that... Will develop athletes will develop these connections and feel part of of the New Zealand team, which is something very special and something very proud to um, pr- proud that athletes are part of. Yeah, how good is that, Joel? Just picking up a gold with uh, Paulie Cole in the in the squash, and of course we had Tom Walsh picking up his gold with Jacko Gill picking up silver yesterday. How 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 does that work? That combination when you've got you're sitting one and two. Uh, are you looking at each other going, man, I'm going to get you, or are you, are you tapping each other on the back? What 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 are your thoughts around that? Around Tom and Jacko? Yeah, especially those two, battling it out. Oh, yeah, no, I think that was a great competition, I think. Um, you know, Tom, over you know, the last, well, 10 years, really has been the dominant. Um, Jacko, we've all expected this from Jacko for a long time, and personally I think he's capable of much more than... Um, than that personal best, 21-90 um, in that final round. Uh, but I think Tom is also capable of a lot more as well. And, you know, 22-91 is his personal best. So Jack has still got a metre. Um, let's not forget that. But let's also acknowledge that Jacko, I feel like he, he was just so stoked to finally medal on, on the stage. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but, you know, 24 hours later, Tom Walsh then was competing in... Poland. Um, he got second in the Diamond League, so he had a busy 24 hours. But in terms of athletics, in terms of a one-two, um, you know, we couldn't ask for more than that. And, and there's been some great performances in the athletics team. I just want to highlight Sam Tanner, a three-second yeah. PB to go second all-time in the 1500. That is a phenomenal performance in a championship final. And also Zoe Hobbs, her um, sixth place. Um, you know, both of these guys got six, and I just talk about them because it's also not just about the medals. We've had some great performances across the team that don't bring home a medal, might not get the mention, um, but actually they've done very well out there on the Commonwealth Games stage. Keely and the high jump as well, right, Sarah? So whenever you go to an event like this and you can PB, well, then you've got nothing but pride, I, I can only imagine, because <laughs> yeah. you, you've you've literally done as best as, as best as you can, right? And, and that, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so is, is that the aim of the game for, like, a, a, the bulk of these athletes? Oh, 100%. Like, 
but particularly in like a sport where you have an objective time measure, you know, where the conditions are potentially going to be consistent. So Keely's PB, 189, that was brilliant. I'm so happy for her. You know, she was on three attempts at 181, so she could have been out with a 176 jump, but instead she turned it around. I really loved the way she got her head right in that final attempt, and, and that was a really good jump. Yeah, it was so awesome. So stoked for her for anyone that is able to show up in their best shape. It's one thing to show up in best shape at major championships, but then it's another thing to actually deliver. And a lot of these athletes have delivered, and I guess that's, um, that's, that's why it's been very successful for New Zealand. Australia, the uh, women's cricket team, they've picked up a couple of wickets in the last over. I think they they India needed 11 going into the last over, and Australia's ended up bowling them out, so they just can't stop winning. Um, that, those women, they are very, very impressive. Speaking, just going back to what you're talking about there, Sarah, around um, it's not necessarily about all the medals. Can I read you a little tweet thread from Nick Willis? And I'll just give the context for everyone listening. I'll get your reaction off it. So he's obviously one of our all-time greats. He's so well-respected. And he said, I know you have a lot of sports lobbying for representation at the Com Games, but athletics is the feature sport of the Games. To have athletes left at home who would have been finalists in the 100 metre, four times 100 metre and 800 metres is a disservice to the fans, the athletes and the Games. There has to be a way to juggle all the moving parts to make sure our athletic stars are at future games. Medals are not the only metric we should measure success of the games. Having representation in those feature events is just as important. So I guess two-part question, do you agree with them and then how do you start to go about changing it? Well, firstly, I want to see as many athletes, athletes be given their chance. And traditionally, we have had bigger teams. The, the system has changed a little bit in terms of bed in the, beds in the village. But actually, what's fundamentally um, different is that um, Com Games is a really difficult standard for athletics. And, um, you know, I've got a personal view on that, um, which I'd, I'd, I, I think Nick's got some good points there. Um, now... The second part of your question, I've just forgotten, so you're going to have to remind how, me. How do we how do we go about um, tweaking that? Like, is there, a, as you said, the qualification standards? It's hard. So, how do we change it? And and is it like a resource thing? Is it a mindset thing? Is it a governance thing? Um, I think what we'll see now um, that the Commonwealth Games, the next Commonwealth Games, is in Victoria and Australia. Um, we, with the ro- runway now to Brisbane in 2032 for the Olympics, we need to be seeding athletes into this pathway of major championships. And I think that potentially that runway to Brisbane will influence um, selection standards. And um, um, I, I hope that that might happen. But also, uh, this is a really this is a, this is a big honour be on this stage and it's not something that's awarded lightly um, should more people go for athletics that um, potentially could have been finalists yeah that would have been awesome to see them be given their chance so um, I think I think you'll see some some changes in the next few years hey Sarah just on the back of, just on the back of that question how how much does funding play in I guess getting 
these results and and then having the success at the Olympics on the back of them. So you're coming home, you've got your cycle to get through to get to the next Olympics, you win gold here at the Com Games. What part does funding play to make sure that you show up at the, com, at the Olympics in the best shape um, you possibly can? It's huge. Like investment is, is huge. And you can see the sports that have got investment, have some of them have done incredibly well. Um, it's more than the direct funding to the athlete. It's about funding the support structures around them. So for many of the athletes in the in this team, that you know they don't have regular physio, they don't have regular or physio that they you know is, is paid for, or they don't have access to training facilities as as other sports do. So it's not just um, it's a combination of factors which the investment helps and money. It, minutes and that's how it's judged at the end of the day and um, you do get cases where non you know non-funded athletes um, have got more success than what is I guess predicted but actually for some athletes that works better for them because they have autonomy outside of the system and so they have more control over what potentially they can do and it's sort of it works for some people probably better if they're in a very tight, um, controlled program. But in terms of funding and bouncing on from this and how, how do we then translate this amazing result into uh, what happens at Paris and what happens in, in the next Commonwealth Games, I think that's a really important piece that we need to really um, focus down on and these sports are working so hard um, to ensure that that success then translates to more success for that athlete, but more than that for me is that actually we see more people out trying to run like Sam Tanner. We see more people going for a 5K run like Geordie Beamish. We see more people getting into high, um, high jump from Keeley, and then we get more um, critical mass to create these medal moments. Yeah, the context is imperative for the growth, isn't it? And that's kind of what you like. That's where you're going with that. Looking at the the Olympics to come, and even all the way to Brisbane and this part of the world, how to leverage that, and thinking about who's going to be there and the age of those people right now. Well, it's yeah, that's a full decade away, right? So we don't even know. They don't even know if they they, they even want to be there yet. So how do you kind of encapsulate that? It's a really interesting conversation, Sarah. Hey, before we let you go, well, uh, yeah. No, no, sorry, you go. Sorry. Yeah, so we need like the top of the triangle, but we also need a really big base of the pyramid. Yeah. For, um, and that, and that, and whilst it's a decade away, we want, we know that athletes who go to games, um, go to a game before they, you know, medal or, um, they do better off. So having a games experience, um, will help them in the future. And the athletes that potentially haven't lived up to their performance expectations, they, these games, they will be better off for us going into the next game cycle. Yeah, I think, and I think one part that you're not touching on is stripping away the bureaucracy side of things where you've got that middle part of your triangle that's full of people that do nothing but get paid a lot of money, which should be trickling back down to the athlete and that's support network that you um, that you know you need to get gold medals. So um, that, that whole conversation, Sarah, is a massive one that every sport needs to have. It takes a village and there's a lot of people um, around the athletes, but the athletes have a tight team around them and we need to support those tight teams.
Yeah, bang on. Hey, how's this for a text that we've just got through? Morena, boys. Where's Kez with our netball chat? Fern's finally played some good, some good netball and would love to hear, hear his thoughts. Were you, I don't know, you know the young fella. Were you aware of his, um, his chat during these games? Oh, my gosh. It would be great. I mean, <laughs> I was actually talking a lot to Kez over these games. And uh, we were watching that um, semi-final, and I was um, privileged enough to work with uh, Suzanne McFadden, Kez's phenomenal mum. Um, so having a few um, messages across, and actually my husband and Kez were having similar language come out of their mouths watching that game. So <laughs> very pleased to wake up and uh, see that bronze medal result. That's fantastic for the Silver Ferns. And uh, just acknowledge also some of our other team sports bronze or rosé golds. The White Ferns, that was awesome last night. They played so well. Um, and the Sevens bronze medals as well. It's pretty cool. Oh, you're a champion, Sarah. Thanks so much. And I uh, really appreciate you taking the time of a wide-ranging chat this morning. All the best and enjoy the rest of the games. Awesome. Thanks, guys. There you go. Sarah Kelly-Ross, she's champion. She's been to the Olympics. She's been to the Com Games. She's uh, her, her partner and herself, she's still very much involved in it. And um, she says some pretty wise things there about how, how to kind of get and capitalise on this momentum moving forward, Kempi. Well, they have to. I think they have to. You know, like we, we're going to smash our last medal tally. Um, but it's not about just that as a result. It's about where do you take it from here? And you, and you make a really good point. Like those kids that are coming through, what are the what what is the expectations? If we're continually getting better as a small nation, and performing, well, put that into context, India's population compared to ours, and we sit above them in the medal tally. You know what I mean? So we're really competing above our above where we should be, but we can get so much more out of it if we structure it right. So I think she touches Sarah touches on a, quite a number of good points there, especially around athlete well-being and the integrity that is needed to continue to help them grow. Um, and that takes them, not just the, the athlete and, and their small village, but all this other, especially when funding is a key, all this other money that's been wasted on bureaucracy. Yep, here loud and clear, Kempe. 0800 what do you think? You've watched these games just like us. You've seen it all. You've seen the sports. Sean Apolli and Alex Simon, one set up. How do you change it? How would you change it if you were in charge of helping these athletes achieve further games success and ideally at the Olympics? Kempi's off the back fence, going back to a bit of footy after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day, 22 and a half past seven. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.